Welcome to Notion Room Podcast with myself Mansi presented by Salvage Publication where it's all about unplanned conversations. In today's talk we have Devanshi Asher the story and souls memories from her travel tales of Ladakh to exploring their culture furthermore diving deep into a conscious living through the world of social media and the way of life without further ado let's dive in Sajjan ji ghar aaye Hi what about this video right now that we have the same length of hair like almost same i know yours is like growing a little but yeah i want to chop it off though cuz i'm so fed up and bored i was like i want to be like again so chop it off who's asking you to keep it but this was the length even before some no is almost so dude i'll tell you this fun thing um so last year i got a trim done and this woman trimmed so my hair was this long okay and i went to her and i was like okay trim my hair and whatever she made my hair so short i looked like john abram from doom and i was like what the hell is this i look like a fucking mushroom <laughs> John Abraham is here, dude. Like here, near the years. Yeah, yeah, that? exactly. I will show you photos. You'll be like, bro. <laughs> exactly one year ago, my hair was this short, and I was like, bro, I look like a mushroom from top. <laughs> But this was before you went to Ladakh, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Then I like for one year didn't. कट माहेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेदेद
ki ladakh is like this hilly place where i don't think there is much of uh, you know utilities no but it is like that it is like that except for a few places like leh is the epicenter of everything then there are like these places which are a bit more um secluded you can say developed okay um there's hemis there's mato there's that whole stretch which is around leh there's like this whole circuit till hemis so till there it's like a bit developed because all the major monasteries are there but apart from that it's all villages it's all like ladakh is a rural region but yeah people are well to do and because they, they like even if the money that they are making they barely spending on anything is um, firstly every ladakhi has like a huge chunk of land to sustain themselves and every person has a land and they grow their own food they grow their own produce everything is sorted they have it all and um, apart from that i think um, they barely, there are no malls or anything to spend money in so like literally my friends from ladakh when we went back to delhi during winters when we were interning um they were shopping every day like spending like 20 20 grand every day and i'm like whoa dude what's up like how are you guys shopping and then they are like this is the only shopping we are doing for the year so it's cool so how like okay that's the same situation i could relate to when hubli i mean of course doesn't have the brands that i mean ye bahut pehle ki baat hai do teen saal ke pehle ki baat hai where ye se shop ek saal ka yeah at a time because and they were like that's quite a lot of shopping brands just like that's the only shopping that i'm going to do for the next 6 or 7 months yeah you know like yeah. i have the facilities as you guys do over there uh, yeah so, So I can tell you, but how is Ladakh? Wait, tell me a little more about. It. I haven't been there, uh, but since you have, I would love to know. I think a piece of me is still there. Like, um, so to give you a little context, I mean, the first time I I have been to Ladakh three times. First time was when I was a kid, so I was like with my parents, looking around always without with them and. never really explored but um the second time when i went i went to make my documentary film if you remember the one on the ice hockey player so like just to give the context for the viewers who are watching me <laughs> i made a film on this girl who's an ice hockey player from ladakh and um in the process of making that film i saw a side of ladakh that really made me think a lot of things like um you know youth migration and a lot of things like you know illiteracy and how it affects people and because i was in sekmol sekmol is the school where where uh, that was started by sonam mamtuk so it made me think a lot of things i was like dude if these guys like if there's a apocalypse happening these guys are the ones surviving that's for sure cuz they it's all about survival there so um I went to Ladakh then, and ever since, like, I came back. I'm completed my film, got graduated, moved to Bombay a little bit, but then, you know, I was just like, oh, no, this is not the place I want to be because there's something missing that I want it to happen. Like, there's something 
something's missing and i'm always i over the time i've realized i am a mountain person cuz i don't like that unnecessary fast life you know and the unnecessary competition that comes in and all i mean live life dude so i <laughs> i decided like i was like okay i have to get out of bombay and then i moved to ladakh to do this fellowship program so ladakh as a place is really surprising apart from the beautiful beautiful landscape that you see there's so much you can learn from it because i mean um firstly that's the region that is getting hit with um like rapid globalization like it's happening now they are getting internet now facebook became a thing in the last 5 years and um, yeah cuz that's when they like you know started getting 3g and all of that and stable internet and all so facebook became a new thing and now you know um, there's like this rapid globalization happening and um, yeah tourism is like making things even more you know worse cuz you know how indians are they just can't be respectful when they travel they throw around trash here and there and there are so many issues like for example because of uh, like excessive tourism and excessive trash there are feral dogs in ladakh and because of those feral dogs they have started um, attacking um, like endangered species over there like the snow leopard and because of that like there's like a lot of snow leopard conservation like stuff happening and all and there's a lot of issues like things are interlinked and winters so people usually go to ladakh during summers i have been there only during winters i've never ever seen the summers there i'm dying to see summers because um if lockdown wouldn't have happened i would have been in ladakh during um this uh, summer but plans changed but apart from that i've only seen ladakh in like minus 20 to minus 30 and i've frozen to death but um winter is one of the most fascinating time to be there cuz like i said ladakh is a place which is all about survival so you know um water freezes off i like i said i barely took a bath for like 3 days in december and um, so pipelines freeze off there's no water food um, becomes shit expensive because um, so during winters it's so cold that they can't grow things over there so food flies in to ladakh from um, either delhi or jammu and a piece of cabbage which is like 40 bucks becomes 140 bucks so that's the hike in the price so a lot of people actually what they do is they start growing their crops from spring and they start storing for the winter so that is there then there are all these their local traditional festivals which are nuts and they are crazy they are really beautiful to look at and um, yeah you like i saw a river that is that was right outside where i was staying and i saw it freeze up completely i did ice skating and so many things like you know i mean yeah it's cold but then there are like pros and cons too but like i said it's a place where you got to survive so it's all about your mental game if you are like strong you'll survive there or else you'll cry and come back home 
but this this kind of uh, gives uh, a chance of exploring when you say survival survival let's take food also during the winter like the uh, their whole way of living is going to be so much more different than ours like of course taking a lot of things not like granted but like change in um, you know way they prepare meals because of the weather and uh, i guess it's way healthier or i guess it's less wastage um, and it's more um, linked to how you can survive with the nature around given the location that you're you're in um that would be interesting like how is the food like when i say food meaning locally like or anything so, like you uh, found interesting just so um, sorry just out of curiosity would love to know more so um i was majorly living in lay and um like in the lay market there are like a few re- so usually um there um, the season where everything is open is during tourist season by the end of september everything shuts down like there are a few restaurants still open where locals still go but um their whole thing depends on the summers and winters is usually like much slower things get shut by like 7 o'clock it's empty so there's this market called the lay market which is the main market and um there are a few restaurants so you will get like normal pizza burger or whatever but um i stuck to like the local food also i was living in a hostel so i did have like local food so the thing is um we were mostly served dal rice because it's easy to store and not that expensive and all of that and mostly we we would have potatoes but um apart from that um i used to go to i had a lot of local friends so i used to go to the house and like they would invite us for meals or like for weddings and all of that so um like their food is usually like really bland like we eat a lot of oil and spice and all of that they they have you know very minimal spice and oil and all of that it's mostly boiled but um their food is such which will um like which is high on fiber so it'll keep you warm so um like for example some of the things that they eat is yak meat i tried yak meat and trust me it made me warm and how so they eat a lot of mutton during that time a lot of meat goes in because it gives you a lot of heat and apart from that i mean they all are regardless of the cold they are still working cuz that's the time when they are rearing their cattle so they still like you know going and working and all but um in terms of food coming back to food it's all about food that's going to keep you warm that's it you know they tell you that feed yourself and all of that and the trick to survive in a co- in a minus 20 cold is to constantly keep moving like i used to walk for miles and miles just to keep myself warm i would keep walking i would like if you sit in one place saying oh my god it's so cold and like sit in front of the heater you're going to die cuz the minute you you can't sit in your room all the time i mean the minute you step out of that cozy heater you're going to freeze to death so it's better 
to just sit in front of the heater for the moment like for just to heat your body up for a brief moment and to get out and keep walking and keep your body internally like just warm and yeah um so towards december i was um wearing like almost three four layers and the first time when i was making my film i was wearing seven layers with three socks because i was um so jan to march is when it's extremely cold december it's still like you know it's cold but it's not there yet from jan to march is extremely cold like i've seen minus 25 degrees i've like been like this <laughs> do it this reminds me of this particular tea okay they use uh, butter oh i don't know what they use they use some so you know i yeah, did yeah, this, yeah. this when i was uh, probably in this second it's a noise yeah yeah what is it called like i think it's called something but they use butter butter yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing also. have you tried yak milk i haven't tried yak milk but i've tried yak cheese so butter teas like i said there are like these foods that you eat to like keep yourself warm so butter tea is one of them like it's literally butter that you're drinking and um so the first time when i had it i was like eh, this is tea but this is like cut uh, i mean it's you know it's salty but then i got used to it and i would like drink like it's water like i would chug like full mugs and all of that i would love butter tea like i would survive on butter tea like that was my survival kit but you now now when you said that you visited uh, thrice right what what was the third third visit like um uh, so the third the third visit was when i moved please for the last four months the first one was when i was a child the second one was when i was making my film and the third one was when i actually moved there so that so was the scene you moved there for what so i did a fellowship program called naropa fellowship which um is all about um, entrepreneurship uh, like it's a fellowship directed towards entrepreneurship in himalayan region and understanding the problems over there and like trying to solve them through like you know entrepreneurial ventures and all of that so i was doing that fellowship program and it's a one year program but um, so i stayed there from september to december and during jan when it's extremely cold we come back to delhi so that we in turn when it's extremely cold and go back um, in march but we had our flight tickets booked for 30th march and lockdown happened and we got stuck and we never went back so if things would have been fine i would have graduated in hemis monastery on 22nd of august which will happen soon once this is out no once this covid is under control uh, yeah yeah um so i want my fellowship is over it ended like this uh, sunday but our graduation is happening next year so i will be going for that that's great you can't wait to go back i'm sure i am already like in the tangent that listen i'm going back my parents know it like my parents are like are you nuts like what is this whole like you know attachment with this place 
um but uh, in terms of sustainable businesses um like yeah, you mean the local tourism what is the other source that ladakh has uh in terms of so there are different thing majorly it's tourism yeah there are other things like um you know handicrafts like pashmina and all of that um pashmina is there these kind of exports are there then um yeah and like it's majorly handicrafts and tourism and um, yeah that's it i think there's not much like even if there are businesses they're not like you know um how to explain it they're not majorly like major big businesses or they're small or they are indirectly linked to someone else no need not be majorly like you know yeah there's lamo which is the arts and media organization and then there's um ledec and um, a few more organizations that are working towards um, environmental environmental sustainability and um waste management projects and stuff like that um on the other hand there are a few um education organizations that are doing work on ground um and yeah these are the small like a few organizations that are doing a few things but in terms of the main business it's their um is their tourism and uh, import export that's it what did you do for your thing uh, your project so i was trying to start a venture that um, uses arts and media as a medium of creating social impact so we wanted to get involved in a few projects where we would take um like just you know art as an ethos to like create impact and stuff like that so one of the projects that i worked on was um there's this girl who was my classmate her name was sumnema and uh, she's the only certified flamenco dancer and performance artist from nepal so i collaborated with her and directed her um so she came to me one day and uh, she's like i want to do a performance and she had no clue and everything and she's like can you help me out and i was like okay you know what this can be the test of my venture and um then like what we did was um i did a few workshops we did a lot of like ideation reflection writing and all of that and in the initial few days we decided that okay you know like from what she wanted to do we decided that we want to like make something related to like you know being a woman the essence of being a woman we didn't know what more but we said okay you know let's stick to this then what i did was i have read a lot of um, method acting tools over the years cuz i did film making right method acting is what you're saying yeah method acting yeah okay continue so the filter now um i use those tools that i studied um like i had read i like it was not a part of my college program or anything but i studied on my own and um i use those tools to like you know make her do a workshop so that she gets into the flow and like you know gets used to like you know just performing getting warm to her body and everything so we did those exercises and then um, like towards the end we came up with the concept that okay it's going to be a 30 minute long silent piece about you know just being a woman 
but it was through the context of so there are nine rasas in natya shastra so we took nine rasas which are emotions nine emotions and we portrayed those through a lens of a woman like for example um, there is i forgot the names cuz so my partner actually who is um, who is with me in the venture she is a research um, an ethnographic researcher so she came up with this that why not um, you know take these rasas and then you know portray this so i can show you a picture as well if uh, can you help me uh, like share the screen don't worry dude deva what you do is you can just send me what you have worked on that film and all the research that you have done and we'll pick up the nine rasas and a little bit of the scene because i would want to put it up here as like yeah. when we're talking about it and then just like like you know cut it and like put it up in like in so okay. yeah, like when you if you have made the documentary or anything of course again pictures and all of that so i would love to like put that up even the rasas that you're talking about okay okay so, i can do that. Yeah. so um yeah so that was one project the other project that we were working on which kind of went on hold because of covid was um, the library project that we were working on so um i did a lot of art workshops in kargil where i um, i was actually with a friend who is an animator from uh, nid he's a local he is from kargil as well and um, he started this venture called una where he is um, like creating t-shirts out of um, the drawings made by these kids in the art workshop and so he would take those drawings convert them into t-shirts and sell them and whatever uh, and he would get, uh, give these kids a percentage in the royalty so over the years he would create an account bank account for them and all of that and then um, you know he would keep giving them royalty and all that and by the time these kids reach like you know end of high school or something he gives them the you know um access to the accounts and then they have money saved for their college education or whatever so um while i was in kargil doing these workshops for these kids i realized that these kids um so the schools are really small okay there are kids from first to eighth grade and there are 20 kids in total in the whole school and they don't have this is what this is from first to what standard first to 8th grade first to 8th grade only 20 people are there and this is the only one school in that particular place or the whole of ladakh uh, so we went to this um place in kargil district called sapi so you can say that kids from three different villages are coming here that's very and we were totally isolated uh, places you know people barely know about them or i don't even think they're in the on the map you know so um when i went to do these um like workshops i saw that these kids don't even have like you know proper textbooks or books to read from like even if there are textbooks they are usually sharing it or they are passed down and i was thinking i was like oh my god you know i've grown up like reading so many books so you know i was thinking i was like i have grown up reading all these books and you know they've kind of been like a big tool for me to imagine things and come to a point where i am at today 
like i grew up reading hardy boys nancy drew harry potter oh my god so these kind of books and like a lot of like you know ma- uh, like comics and stuff like tintin tinkle so i was just like you know these kids don't have that so um and another thing which i realized is that every book that they had like textbooks or whatever there is a westernized um, you know like a narrative in those books like our textbooks are some way or the other very westernized like you know we are reading if there are fic- like fictional name it's usually john or something like that you know we're like john and susan and who all and and so that's when i realized that you know as a kid how difficult would it be like you've never seen the world outside and then you're reading about some random man named john and to take it further you know in like education enables you to use it in the future right and this is not going to help not them in any sense because one thing they haven't seen any such world that they are being like you know shown at least in the textbooks so if there could be more of uh, cultural stories or like these ancestral stories of ladakh or something like that or maybe something that they could relate to um uh, maybe it could be a ladakhi small boy and a story around him maybe that could be more inspiring and what he went on and what his journey was than john doing something <laughs> so you're bang on that's the concept of the library project to create these books for these kids where they can relate it to their um, concept uh, like context of their own culture like there are so many like myths and so many things like they have this plant called juniper and there's a whole like mythological story and cultural story revolving around it and there are different different themes that we figured that you know we were also thinking that um we can have like a little prince kind of a story but in a ladakhi context so we were actually going to do a uh, an artist residency program where we gather writers and illustrators and designers and all and gather them create these books and donate it to these schools and um, and self publish it at the same time uh we will uh, we were also thinking of selling them to like you know wealthier schools cuz there are wealthier schools like druk padma karpo and all these schools that are there they are wealthier schools so we were thinking maybe we can sell it to them and then whatever money comes we can generate it back into like giving it to more schools which are in the isolated region so that was the idea but then there were a few logistical issues such as um which schools what region what area how many books so those numbers kind of had to be figured out and we couldn't do that sitting at home so those are some of the things that you know we wanted to do through our venture do you think you can since now actually schools are going online now because of covid do you think you can still take up this project is it all like everything is done right now like or it's still like an ongoing project or is there still like some potential to do this because if there was a way of either maybe um is it possible i mean logistics is the problem right like there is no ongoing and offgoing so could you probably maybe put this digitally like make this happen digitally 
so the thing with digital is very tricky you know um cuz uh, there's this organization called 17000 feet where so just to give you an example of the school i i went to okay now this school um 17000 feet had um, given these kids um like these tablets to like use and you know to study from but there is a problem of electricity network internet all these problems so somewhere the whole thing of going digital just goes in vain for them so somewhere that's why digital medium can be used yes but um so other uh, reason like we were actually looking for schools that are more in a, in an isolated region so that's why we wanted to go for a physical book where this whole issue solves out but yes we can have those digitally going to other places as well like where there is network and all like i am currently also working um, like volunteering with this um, organization called lokarpan that is um, uh, like they have started um, a lot of schools in up and um, they're also funded by bill and melinda gates foundation and all of that and so basically i am trying to teach these kids online like because of covid their whole teaching system went online and i'm taking classes online but um, you know so yeah these are the places where you can give these books and have them going online and circulating them but when we think of more rural and isolated regions where there are small schools with just 20 kids we want to stick to the physical medium so that's the thing. i completely agree but is there a way where um you if if after covid thoda ease out ho jaye uske baad like you know where people can also like have the chance of donating to like these schools which are like isolated like not like of course making it is one thing and probably like donate some uh, uh of the books also over there i don't know like I, i as i said like i don't know the current situation you know it way better um but if there is anything that does come up or like any idea that you want to like probably like work around or something uh would be open to like uh contributing in future yeah like definitely as a option okay. definitely cuz the more the merrier and you know i mean when we talk about social impact and sustainability and this and that you know i've seen in a very modern context in cities and all these brands that are coming up and all there is like this market competition but when i think about it i'm just like when you're trying to create social impact and working for others there's no competition you're working together you're working for the people and you have to work together so there's no competition that you should see and um, that's what is sustainability for me because you know you're getting out of that little bubble that is created by the people that oh you have to have like market competition and you have to beat them and you have to like you know have this kind of n number of progress and all of that compared to them no you know if you're working for like let's say these kids there's no competition you have to work together so that's where i said say that you know the more the merrier and like every hand on board creates it's like every drop 
creates an ocean so it's the same with every hand coming on board i completely agree to what you said and um uh the fact that when you said that there is competition i think that sustainability is is has so many definitions man like it like firstly i don't think even the brands that are sustainable and who call themselves sustainable don't even understand what sustainability is to be very honest with you and sustainability does not just mean using eco friendly products and all of that it has to be sustainable economically it has to be sustainable uh, people via via people and i think um building something for a greater cause is definitely impactful but of course putting that in the context of uh, uh race is kind of ridiculous because that shouldn't be i mean and again going back to why you started what you started and what you're doing is the bigger question and i think that's what even people are looking at right now at least maybe if i am thinking like that maybe there are a few hundred people maybe thinking the same right and i guess us together could definitely make a difference like when when you talk about these brands and buying products and making products or making brands and selling these stories you know so yeah i guess that's every every story has two sides of a coin Yeah. So, uh, it's very interesting how you pointed that out i'll tell you this conversation that i had with a friend so she has this um sustainable brand um, uh, where they are making like home decor stuff so i asked her what do you really think sustainable is according to you and um, like cuz also when we talk about sustainability like i mean imagine there's a sustainable clothing brand okay they are selling a top a top let's say like this for 7k 7000 bucks now for example someone who can afford it will buy it okay that is the upper market that you are looking for but now when someone like me or like someone who is a student or someone who is not who cannot afford a 7000 bucks top can probably afford like you know a bit lesser or whatever you being a sustainable brand you're not reaching out to the mass now on the other hand when um, for example the craziest example i'll give you is um decathlon okay decathlon you get three t-shirts in 999 who wouldn't go and buy that and those are the kind of garments that you can use 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 and throw so where exactly sustainability when you're hike up hiking up your price range to like a point where you can't even afford it you can't even afford being sustainable being vegan is so expensive having a vegan diet is so expensive so i personally feel sustainability over time has you know like the whole idea of sustainable has turned and twisted into a way where you know it's a trend now Well, it's about making money firstly, because how am I different? Because that's becoming a selling point for the brands to be like, you know, how am I different? Because hey, I'm sustainable. That's why. And why do you think you should pay me five thousand k? Because hey, 
it's locally made and like there is like these artisans that i'm collaborating with all of that is great if you do it but I tell you the crazy um market ratio is i've actually done research and for example if i'm uh, selling a top for 5000 bucks out of that 5000 bucks probably the artisan who's creating it or the person or um, like the tailor who's doing it is probably getting 500 or 1000 rupees on that top so that's the margin so you aren't really sustainable and sustainability over time has become like a tool of just making a trend or you know market attraction and i feel you know sustainability like you said you know it's not just about oh you're eco friendly or whatever people usually think uh, okay sustainable matlab ha eco friendly environmental conscious and all of that it's not just that it's also being respectful to the people working with you also and not even just respectful but also uplifting them from where they are you know like um, for example i'll tell you uh, i made a film for fair trade india where i met farmers okay coffee bean farmers and um, so fair trade india has this thing where they create like self help groups where they have their own individual banks okay so what they do is they have internal like money pooling in coming from each and every farmer in the group and um, they create a bank and um, like you know there's interest added on i don't know how the process works but basically they run as a self sufficient bank and for example if i am a farmer and my daughter is getting married and i need the money then i can take a loan from that so that is the kind of you know like it's promoting people to become self sustaining self sustaining is one of the re- like one of the ways like you know you can be sustainable making enabling people to become self sustainable and also like, i'll just stop you there because before i forget this point i just saw a video okay uh maybe two days back where you know there is they are selling oat milk and soya milk and all of that for um, a lot whatever i don't know because yahan pe to milta nahi hai pehli baat it's just milk what i get here it's not oat milk but this guy these uh, youtube uh, instagramers food instagramers influencers uh, i just saw a reel where this guy just makes oat milk 2 minute theek hai 2 minute mein oat milk bana deta hai he's like stop wasting money on oat milk this is the simplest way you can make oat milk and consume it see again this this reminds me of how you're consuming it also Yeah. It just because these brands show you that this is the only way and how you can process it. Mm. Only then you can, uh, you know, like uh, consume it, or it's the best way you can consume it, or uh, kind of make you feel good when you're like, oh yeah, like this is a sustainable brand. Of course, it's going to be um, like you know healthy for the environment economically, but. as a sustainable or uh, whatever aware aware person or work person i think this is something don't call yourself sustainable if you don't know um or don't or ignore any of these flags you know when you are yeah. uh, especially i'm talking about consuming how do you consume again i think 
our ancestors consume things way better or the locally as you say even ladakh the villages over there the small communities they know how to consume things firstly of course it's a survival game but mm. i'm sure there is so much more to learn than our fast lives that we live here so we need to question our way of living our way of living yeah okay let's say self sustain you got that Yeah. when you say when you said self sustain grow your own tomatoes you don't you don't have to buy something that's packaged food until and unless you cannot you know like buy it or consume it from somewhere else it could be a processed thing of dal or uh, i don't know cheese i'm trying to like at least learn how to make cheese at home if possible i don't know but i'm saying these are some things that you can do these small steps that you can take to really you know reduce your carbon footprint on here but yeah, yeah. so even as each and every brand i believe we should like every brand like any kind of brand they should be aware of the cycle of their product like for example how you're creating it where your ingredients are coming from how good a quality they are to how it's being used and after use where is it going if you are for example if you are creating a sustainable shampoo which is like not creating you know that um, chemicals in water or whatever whatever but if your bottle is plastic it's going to go in the dump yard or if you are you yes yes because what you said is so freaking like i'm like yeah dude like it's it's organic but it's coming in a freaking plastic thing no it's coming in yeah. plastic either stop eating that no to mar jaoge kya mar jaoge plastic bottle fine okay okay i give you that leverage but then don't make your product where if the shampoo is over i have to buy another plastic bottle no give me refills have like refilling stations or stuff like that be creative that's what is going you to make your make brand what to search like somewhere where you can like probably get some better packaged uh food for your or shampoos in in this case because come on man every brand is going like uh sustainable i'm sure you're going to get 10 options reduce it study it a little i don't think it's going to do any harm where you can just sit and scroll in social media you can do a little bit of this also but this also gets me to i was just talking to simran the other day about marriage and clothing and all of that she is like even i don't think when i have to buy any clothes kahan bana tha kisse banaya tha wo sab mere ko nahi aata hai khayal i like yeah. it i buy it exactly exactly and now imagine so in lockdown i have seen people shopping online like crazy like crazy firstly you don't know where your clothing is coming from that's a general this thing but the packages it is coming in it is creating so much waste you can reuse that cardboard box in something or the other but you don't want to hold it so then go to a bloody store and shop you are making the stores also go in losses because those are spaces where you supposed to go and buy things and now because you are calling it home on your phone you are creating double the waste cuz 
if you go to a store you'll come back with a bag now there is like a wrapping then there is a, a box uske upar plastic wrapping and then all these stickers and all these things these small small things like even a even a bloody sticker can create so much waste so we really need to be mindful like you know another thing is i was just thinking um i was talking to my nani like few days back and she was in town so i was talking to her and i was asking her like she was making handwa for me so i was like talking to her that you know like what like when you were young what kind of food you would eat and all of that and in conversation i started realizing dude you know we consume so much processed food without knowing that you know we have no clue how much processed food is going into our bodies and of course there is going to be cancer threats uh, like health threats and this and that because you don't know where your food is coming from so it's all a vicious cycle that is come like created through consumerism and you have no way out of it cuz that's what the world is going towards so if you're going to be sustainable you're not sustainable you can start small but you have to be selected okay for example if i'm going to wear sustainable clothes then i will research deeply into no dry cleaning no this no that how can i like you know reduce my carbon footprint as much as possible now for example i paint okay so now imagine um every painting that i don't like is probably going to waste or like um, you know every paint box that plastic container is going into waste so how can i reduce that and um, there's this um, artist from bhutan she belongs to the royal family of bhutan her name is zimbiri and what she does is she creates pigments out of natural powders and everything so that's the kind of thing you need to like start learning i mean you know it's easy go to a shop buy your paint ka dabba come back do it thik do so now it's come to a point where if you really want to be sustainable you have to take one step one mile extra you have to walk like you know that one mile extra and you, you just can't be like ha i'm going to be in my comfort in my plush sofa with like leather and scroll on my phone and call for like whatever i need no it doesn't happen like that and it's hard you know it's like you can't beat yourself down i have beaten myself down thinking oh my god i am creating so much trash but then i was like you know at least i can be mindful and start small and then take it and grow in that you know like for example food grow your own food jitna ho sakta hai you don't have to grow everything but uh where you can just source it locally from farmers i'm actually pretty like grateful to be living in a place where i'm surrounded by uh fields or like farmers or no people where i can directly source it from them and i don't have to uh, you know go and buy some processed or uh, again food i mean and when you said processed devanshi rice rice white rice that you eat hello yeah yeah sorry i got stuck uh so the rice oh. white rice that you eat is also processed 
Yeah, exactly. Hello. So, am I clear? Am I audible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, and it's before any of this. Before even taking steps, realize that there is a problem. Boss. Don't, don't do it because it's a trend. Don't do it because that influencers selling that or. putting it out like out there understand mm. you're doing and i have this theory of understanding whatever you consume be it physical or mental or uh, spiritual i don't know but it it is always good to question what you read what you consume and all of that because it gives you a greater sense of your uh, your being and your you know being a little more mindful as you said yeah yeah definitely and you know like so i was recently reading this thing about um how mcdonald's um fries are you know made so um there's this um thing where um so if you look at potatoes okay like mcdonald's fries have this like consistency in the sizes also right so like if you look at a normal potato you cannot get that consistency you cannot get that we um, you know the kind of fries you want and a lot of most of the potato goes for waste if you stick to that size con- consistency so what they started doing is they produce this hybrid squareish potato like a rectangle kind of a potato where it doesn't go for waste but it's create like it's grown in a way where there is a lot of pesticide just sprayed on these fields through helicopters okay and there is so much pesticide sprayed on them and after they are like harvested out they are put in a storage for months so that the pesticide like completely vanish like they are treated and retreated and retreated and then it comes to like you know the factory where it's create like it's made and then it comes to the stores and then it comes to our stomach now you don't even know how old that stupid potato is imagine oh imagine i'm just we are just talking about that one french fries imagine <laughs> what makes a burger imagine what what makes a coke do this is you know, not realize but imagine happy meals and these children just shoving the dead food in is just yeah yeah and so i recently so i have been on a trip okay um so i come from a vegetarian family but i tasted meat and um, i switched I'm like I love chicken <laughs> since I was a kid, like I was in tenth grade or something and when, since then I started eating meat and I because I love food okay I love food and I like tasting food and I'm a foodie in simple words and um you know since the pandemic I'm thinking about how this whole Chinese market of food or uh, like you know all these animals. being sold and all of that and i'm just like this is disgusting and then i saw this film called okja and i was like should i should i really continue eating meat should i do that 
but then i i also told myself that see there is a cycle okay there is a life cycle even if you like it or not in certain um, religion it says okay okay you will get bad karma for killing an animal and eating it but then if you look at it then you are like you know you are plucking plants out too similarly so there is a life cycle in every food chain you know like herbivores depend on plants plants are also living things they're eating them same with animals but the only thing which we have to be mindful about is that if you're doing it don't inject your poultry with like um, chemicals and all of that do things respectfully you know don't like like you know just yeah do it so that there's don't a pressure the object okay yeah yeah exactly don't, don't treat the yeah have you seen slaughterhouses you should no, see how they just skin that uh, thing like it's just like you know how you peel banana they yeah. they skin the uh, this thing cow or something whatever i saw a video of it and uh, it's it just eats you up a little okay when you see it um but when you say yeah i completely agree with you that there is a life everywhere be it in a plant be it in this chitti ant and all of that correct but i also have studied uh, that the plant life is simpler is simpler simply structured than a cow okay let's say cow and plant and cow is a uh, huge it, it it produces milk it gives calf uh, you know birth um and uh, it has emotions it has emotions to that intense where if you think you are uh, deeply hurt or i don't know but there is a theory where you know especially in india we get cows at our house or doorstep uh, because they know their timing they know when you cook food and they know all of this so i'm saying that of course again as i said it's how and that that being said our human is the most complex structure at least right now till now uh, it has been the most uh, complex structure so when you consume food it has to be easier to digest right uh, it the the easier it is the more and also this this uh, i would like to add is that um raw food is way more healthier uh, than cooked food or boiled food or processed food right because you're just consuming it now a, a raw juice is going to be way more uh, healthier than a processed canned juice right definitely so, so that is what i'm saying now when you consume non veg also i'm not saying it's wrong or anything i'm just saying that it is like consuming food or nutrients indirectly correct the only difference between an animal and human and a plant is that we have that way of mobility and saying that we have a voice but similarly if you look at if you ever take care of a plant okay i've read so much i've also failed as a plant mom i've like you know adopted plants and i've like tried growing them but they failed 
people have told me you should talk to your plants yeah. they like you know they grow better plants grow better to music yeah. so that is an instinct that plants are actually intelligent yeah they are intelligent intelligent exactly so now, so now example uh, for example if you are plucking a rubber plant there is that white thing that is coming out yeah. which we used to Yeah. So imagine that's the that can be the blood, and it's just that the plants just don't have that you know that living. I said it's a simple structure, Devanshi. It's a simpler structure to exactly. a cow. So I'm saying that digesting that is way harder. See, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's bad. Oh my God, you shouldn't and all of that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying. It's simple and easy to digest. Meat is heavier to your stomach than plants. That's true. That's I agree with that. Hands down, I agree to that. Yeah, definitely. This also reminds me of. I'm sorry, I'm just like guns. But um, before I forget, you should watch uh, uh, the Game Changers on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, where they talk about how if you eat vegetarian, okay, versus mm-hmm. when you eat meat. how that blood circulates through your body biologically so okay. there's a whole uh, uh, there's a whole study on that and the other thing is you know gladiators right and that one that documentary they said that the gladiators were actually vegetarians and they were one of the strongest people uh, that considered at least during that time and they were vegetarians so there's a whole study of why Olympians and all of those people are actually consuming plants than meat, simply because I think it is way more nutritious because you're consuming directly and not consuming it indirectly. Again, I'm not going on the taste, but I'm saying the nutritional value. But you should see it; it's a very interesting study. You should definitely watch it. I will. I will. Not I to take you to uh, vegetarian, but I'm saying it's very interesting. Happen. I don't think that's, that's going to happen. See, that's the thing. That's that's everyone's person, like opinion. If they like it, they're going to have it here, and it's very individual choices. But I'm saying it's exactly. good to be aware of. Is all I'm saying. It's good to be that is aware of. Good because I'm aware of. Like, yeah. My mother told me that you want to eat meat, see a meat getting cut, and I did. I saw a goat getting cut on the shara at my friend's place. and they are rajput so they cut me um like meat on uh, the shara and all of that and just use it as an offering so i saw that and you know somewhere it was disgusting but then i also feel just as disgusted seeing deforestation but then again i was like you know like i said the whole you know the whole idea of just being respectful yeah and then having that process happening is what is important That like i just come back to that and that's where i was like okay you know what i will only go to places where i find meat which is treated properly and treated respectfully though i'm not 100% like into that movement like yeah there are places i falter like if i go to a restaurant i don't know where the meat is coming from yeah. Yeah. but if you know i'm going to someone's place and eating it i know for a fact that the meat 
is coming from a good place because i know these kind of people are coming from the same head space yeah yeah so that way i mean yeah it's about just being mindful and taking that step like you know ultimately we come to mindfulness and all these things yeah so that's the thing it's not just food la deva it's all like everything you consume being being here and the simple fact that being a human you are aware and you're conscious about it and you're the only being that has that power so why not use it to make it better like you know always leave the place better than you uh you were kind of things that you watch is also impacting you like that's also something you are consuming and it's it's crazy you know it's crazy like which i have your thoughts also deva which 100% 100% cuz you know there have been times cuz i i have studied film very intensely and i have also thought about you know how um a director's perspective is coming into form and then how it's going to react like how people are reacting on it and all of that now coming to 2020 and this pandemic and how i am consuming things and how you know it's making me feel has made me hyper aware about things around me and now i've come to a point where i'm just like i am so done with social media like i was working as a freelancer for social media branding i was like i hate this i can't deal with this i'm leaving and i actually left why okay tell me what you faced and what you thought was like unbearable um somewhere you know um to be honest i feel i think it's all out there social media life is like a different life than your reality and this year has been making that even more evident now for example i am seeing my friends in um, italy going to public beaches and with people around but right now i'm still scared of like taking a fucking rickshaw teva <laughs> okay so let me put a question on that okay now that is your friends galti your social media galti ya teri ye thought ye thinking ke bhai tere ko lagta hai ke पर्सन i like like you know hugging people cuz i mean yeah you know just a per- like personal touch like hugging someone makes you like you know it like for example i'll tell you a crazy example i came back from delhi okay when the whole pandemic started 18th march i reached baroda and i first thing i did was um my dad wanted to hug me but i didn't i was like no 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 i've come back from delhi and i sat in the back seat and all of that from the airport to home i come home take a bath and all of that and then go hugging people but then i realized that shit dude i should have like quarantined for four, 14 days yeah dumb head <laughs> but it was fairly new then and luckily like i it didn't happen to me thank god but like you know like just the like just seeing social media and like all these 
for example couples dude now if some guy comes and hits on me i'll be like do you have your covid tested or not to test karwa pehle fir yahan pe so it's like that you know like um i'm seeing like other like it didn't bother me before but now that you know i'm seeing like people some people have it great some people not it depends on the other person but i am talking about myself and yeah there are days when you know i just feel like yeah this person probably has a better life than me and i could have done this but i am not able to do it so it makes me feel even more shit so there's social media has drained me out like it's drained me out and how this is loving social media to drain you out na deva but exactly but you know we are so i mean if you think about it we are realizing it now but before the whole pandemic and everything not just me but everyone's lives like were surrounded our life is our real life and our social media life so somewhere or the i think that is what people have portrayed or uh, social media as and that is not their mistake because a lot of people they use social media to put up a status or like again status when i say status is legitly meaning oh hey i'm here and you're there you know but there is also a flip side of social media where people are trying to reach out to people uh who who are just being real man and that is what is being appreciated more than uh you know a trip to freaking hawaii or a lot of freaking money on the thing or uh but i'm saying how much of it is even real when you know what life is do you really think what they are portraying from their end is legitly that and if you think that this is real then we all are stupid to even like believe that this uh, that our life sucks i mean either you you put them off and don't follow such accounts that are going to again filtering filtering the information that you consume or muting that post or something like that because social media is also given i want to tell you something like this this really made me think is i really did appreciate the fact that you know people are talking about things and all of that but then along with that there's also this very strong woke and cancel culture that has evolved now for example i was talking about someone with about mental health and like she's a therapist she's a friend of mine and um i was just talking to her about it so i'll tell you a little bit little back story to this conversation i did this project called hope project where basically just like how you're talking to me on zoom i similarly spoke to a lot of people on zoom so um and it was related to pandemic and how they're responding mental health and how we should be like sustainability all these discussions did come out so um and i was talking to people from different different um backgrounds countries and age groups and all of that so um i was talking to this girl who's a therapist and i was t- uh, talking to her and i was telling her that you know um there are people uh, like we both spoke about this that there are people who say that you know oh um mental health is a serious issue and we are there for you 
but when a person actually approaches them okay they say that yeah we're there for you few few message exchanges and all of that but you know when you actually talk about mental health it's more than i am there for you you know if you're talking to someone who is going through depression you just can't be like ha things will get better they're probably not getting better and you need to read up on firstly you need to read up on each and every mental health problem or you know really deeply think about or reflect on how this person is responding or reacting you just can't come up from a very shallow perspective and be like i'll be there for you to help you cuz when things get shittier and worse that's when the person who's saying i'll be there for you is like oh my god this is too much and i can't deal with it and that's not the kind of you know help the person who's coming to you who you said that you will help them or be there for them to listen to them they don't need that cuz it's just going to make it worse for them so mental health i have realized this year has come to a whole different level and at the same time like i said this is a woke culture at the same time there is also cancel culture where someone feels something about it and then you're like ha tu chutiya hai <laughs> no you are wrong you are i am arnav goswami and you are wrong and you listen to me only desh wants to know india wants to know <laughs> yeah so it's so it's like that you know these are the two kind of cultures i've seen like very prominently this year and i was like social media is really fake you know i'm and yeah i am also one of those people in some places i do behave like a this thing but i conscience uh, consciously i'm not the kind of a person who straight up be like hey you know i'm i'm posting i'm like in my story i'm like hey you need to help <laughs> <laughs> i need help my own self how will i help you completely <laughs> understand when whatever your points that you put out that is yeah. agreeable first thing is when you talk about depression okay as a cause uh depression you know any mental health like you know there are so many mental health issues like a person with something as simple as anxiety i was just talking to my friend but how do you yes. know that deva because there is people talking about it right on social media see i didn't even know there was a study i don't know some article that i read but there are these disorders like ocd is also serious disorder or like a problem yes. that so many people face now see i wouldn't know about it until and unless a few other people started talking about it boldly out you know okay yaar aisa kuch hota hai and people are actually talking about it so now you're like oh yeah i was not the only one who's crazy you know yeah that is true you know that also like makes me circle back to the whole thing because somewhere i did find honest genuine people but also at the same time you know that is when i've gone into depth with that person but social media keeps things at a very shallow level उटस 
like this wouldn't happen if there was a social media and to be honest when you say that you need to have guts to come out and like be so like transparent about it trust me it took a long time for me to do that what other but, people were already doing it but i'm saying use the tools and of course there is a knife that you can use to either kill or cut vegetables for your own use so this is that kind of situation you know like to come to what you were saying i mean i agree that i'm not saying everyone is an asshole on social I, media no 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 but this is general now if in general if we had to like um, come up with statistics your uh, social media answer to this tell me this in your social media page people who are following you people who are who um people who you are following and who are following you i'm not saying interacting with you people who are on your feed yeah. how many how much like in that whole out of 100 people how many do you think are genuinely those kind of people who will delve into those deeper conversation and will actually care i'll tell you what um when so i'm not going to come straight away answer this question that you have posed i'm going to go a little back i'll tell you this when you said that social media does depress you it did for me it did okay i was in i would say clinical depression for at least 4 months last year and then this year covid happened and i've been like just like just backing myself okay day and day in and day out mentally okay maybe not physically but mentally is enough to hinder your physical and emotional balance of the you know your overall being um so then i was like okay maybe question start questioning it start questioning what you're consuming and then social media was also a little bit a part of it because where you're just like oh my god this person is doing this oh my god this is the work that they're doing oh my god like i am not anywhere near where i was supposed to be and all of that and then i'm just like thinking why why do you have to have this comparison and then what i did i was like okay you know what i'm going to do i'm going to simply start filtering my information okay so when i say i'm going to start filtering i legit dude i follow 2432 people on my freaking instagram and all of what over here would be mostly information and something that is going to be motivational because if if i'm following a friend i'm going to mute their feed if i think they're having a good time i'm going to mute their feed because it did not make me feel good but that exactly. doesn't mean that they should post where they are it's i mean if i was in hawaii i would also post na that i am in hawaii and all of that but i'm saying so that's the first thing that i did when i went to social media i started filtering everything mere ko bas wohi dekhna hai see if i if i'm uh, following some model i was like okay you know what i'm not going to follow a model i'm rather going to follow someone who works out and has good workout videos and all of that and that would probably motivate me to get in shape and not compare myself to like you know oh my god she's so thin and like oh my god she has those abs and i'm just i i started filtering out devanshi and it helped me a ton a ton that- so that's the that's what led to me 
somewhere going on to a dopamine so what you said i went through like i went through the same phase okay i went through like a major like you know let down because of social media and all of that and like seeing countries opening up and seeing india is in a shit this thing place and all of that and so many things body image issues this that everything i went through everything and then i was like okay you know what dopamine detox shut instagram for a few days on the other hand um like just like like you said filter out your remo- uh, like you know information that are coming in i filtered out and unfollowed people and half i have unfollowed people because i cannot like consume it anymore i mean i just saw how much it drives me insane and yes it is me letting it affect me but then i also have to understand the fact and instead of being hard on myself that ha ye to meri galti hai but i realized that you know i fell for the loop that social media is trying to create for everyone i fell for it and now i have to be smart about it so that's when i was like okay you know what i'm done with social media right now cuz i don't need it cuz i need to like you know sit down with myself and tell myself that see whatever you're going through it's normal it's fine take a breather take a step back and let's sort this solution out and hence that brought me to like you know and that's that's when i started like you know actually critically thinking about all these people who are having all these posts and like different cuz there are so many things that have been posted uh, posted for all these months like from pandemic to migrant workers to um lebanon uh, blast black lives matter and so many things you know so many things have come and go and we have not got a minute to take a grip so that's when i took a step back and i was like okay you know what enough let me rethink let me critically analyze these things even the thing with um social media and mental health and people saying i'm there for you i've seen it i've seen people freaking out saying that oh my god dude this person is like constantly like trying to talk to me and i'm like you idiot you asked for it if you're not ready for it don't be this woke ass person cuz you can't deal with it you're not a therapist but you have to be a listener and you can't just be like you know tomorrow will be a better day it probably won't be for them and you telling them is going to make it worse so first things first i mean social media woke culture also people really need to like think about things very critically and look into thing and do your research internet use it as a blessing and read wikipedia pe bhi tumhe kitna milega ब्लेमिंग इट ऑन लाइक uh these things but it this this kind of reminded me and as a as a way of reflecting my own demons i would say where this insecurity or be it uh not good enough 
or uh, any of the other things you know not being independent not being able to move not being able to this all all of this that was coming i was just like probably if i have to just shift my perception where if i don't have this and if i feel that way how would i make myself feel better and what are the things i could do to make you know start doing that rather just sit and like you know keep pound like just pouncing on your head and trust me i have had this realization where i have repeated that one sentence probably 20 times in 3 seconds have you ever had that instance where you just like on non like it's like red 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 like this is how like i'm just like oh my god like this is insane this is not good but i'm just like imagine like imagine consuming this day and night and and when you say you have to take a step back you have to have your own space to grow every day yeah and you know manchi like take a step back another thing one uh, one of the another thing i have also really thought about is you and i we come from a generation which saw social like we had a very simple life when we saw social media coming in and then like putting us in a loop where we are like oh fuck but now imagine there are like these 16 year olds or t- even 10 year olds who are like on instagram amazing what do you them and dude i'm like dude i'm just starting to this happened maybe probably from <clears throat> digital marketing around working uh, with uh, this thing, with my dad or uh, dealer then i was like okay theek hai you know what like put post on facebook and then i started studying how facebook ads work how ads work how google ads came into being and then i'm like oh aisa hai then like businesses online businesses like drop shipping and then there is um flipping and i'm like what the hell is flipping can you imagine there is a sale of pokemon cards like there is a trade of that where every pokemon card uh is like 600 dollars to 1000 dollars and people actually bet on it like bet on it exactly imagine i was blown away dude i was like this is insane this is like a whole different um uh, phase of social media of what people even think what social media is okay social media is huge it's huge it's a whole new ball game dude trust me when i say this because like like wo wahan se shuru ho ho ke ho ho ke i was like now like after trying an error and studying a little and knowing what marketing is and knowing what uh how to bring in audience how what is seo what is all of this other things like you know i'm like man here i give you so many things i want to give you a food for thought now yeah. imagine how porn coming in and ruining the idea of sex for us yeah. and how it's made sex unrealistic for us imagine social media how it's affecting young minds and about their own self if you think about it it's yeah. nuts you know if you think of it from that tangent this holy shit i don't want to like that dude devanshi could you put this out because i was just talking to skandachit and he said a very good point he said uh, that 
people youngsters are getting on social media at such a vulnerable age where they are influenced yeah. so quickly like dude i was like that i was like that like two years or maybe like a year back because i'm just like oh really and then do there are fake fake things fake profiles that people actually like a lot of gurus very like oh my god become an entrepreneur and uh, start earning whatever 5000 k dollars a month and all of that um, 17 when i was bullied on social media by like people and i was like dude i know how much trauma it gave me imagine how worse things are getting and now we are moving towards a digital world day by day but that's the thing yeah they were like i'm just exploring and imagine like i've been like talking to strangers and i'm getting so much support and my reach is like it's insane like i could i could do this i know we have used uh, you know uh, online there have been online dating apps and all of that but i'm just saying that there is some good part of it also which is not highlighted on regular basis yeah that's also that, true that content is not out there it's it's yeah. over overtaking these other notions of social media the lifestyle of the influencers and all of that yeah definitely there is definitely a pro and con to everything like i've also seen people find love on tinder yeah true love on tinder and it's also great and you know i've seen people feeling it's like people using their vulnerability on social media and actually making it through but then again like you like i said you know like we discussed that it has to come from a self uh, reflection and from a very conscious mind mind space which i feel like you know a lot of people are they have it but there are also a lot of people who don't have it and they are completely blind eyed by it so there are two kinds of world like you said there are two kinds to every coin so it's from person to person on what side of the coin do you want to fit into but deva if you didn't know left then you wouldn't know right definitely you know exactly if you wouldn't know right so i guess exactly. but i'm think that shouldn't take away from exploring exploring and being curious on not just social media but everything be it everything and use it Agreed. for the better of yourself not others or not if you, to impress others or any of that you know agree because it's Agreed. so potential deva there's so much of potential on social media definitely there is the digital world like you said you know like how you are able to connect to people even through this project that you're doing it was the same with me during um, you know while i was doing the hope project i said right i was talking to people from different countries i'm talking to people from nepal i'm talking to people from remote regions and i'm just having a conversation with them like there were people i spoke to for the first time like their friends referred them to you know have a, to be a part of this project and they did and there is so much i got to know through them so yes there is always and you know i mean imagine like um, i am able to teach kids in rural ru- up 
sitting at home i am able to create good impact so ultimately yes it's on how you want to use it you have to be mindful everything comes back to your mindfulness and how you're critically and like you know like sitting down and actually reflecting on each thing and i feel the only reason why i feel like people should get their heads out of their phone is so that they can sit and reflect on yeah. these things yeah. yeah and that is necessary that's why i say that every person should go on like a detox should leave social media should get off social media just and be with yourself is you know a lot of people have also like you know realize that in this pandemic suddenly we are all back home and in our own spaces and all of that and we are pushed back into our homes we can't handle it because we've all till now lived in a denial suddenly you're like put with your own mind in a corner and then now you don't even have your friends for distraction and social media is making it worse so that's my like my message to such people if you are listening to this would be get out and sit with yourself without feeling scared and just reflect and accept that this is maybe wrong and this is maybe right there is two sides to each what is the good what is the bad is there any good or bad there are so many things use your overthink i have a i have a very hectic overthinking brain but i have like i it used to negatively impact me and how but now i've started using it in a more positive way because it makes me analyze things so deeply so i feel people should get into analyzing these things and it's okay if you're fucked up we're all fucked up i am fucked up i there are days where i wake up like crying and then i'm just like okay ha uh, okay cool let's breathe let's get through it let's deal with it a lot of people i'm pretty sure they're going through the same but they're not you know analyzing or asking your own self how are you feeling i think And why you actions are kind of uh, distancing yourself with the world you know yeah. like and you are not no, i don't think in the world it's like it yourself and your for mind. example when i say that devanshi i'm just like see my phone is accessible 24/7 365 and if i get on to social media i won't be out at least 20 30 minutes or even an hour mm. okay mm. and i'm seeing like there are so many distractions there's netflix okay i'm going to watch this episode i'm going to binge watch and i'm going to do something else i'm going to text someone but i'm seeing this 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 gets back to me telling people or at least from my personal experience where it is so important to create and grow in your own space beat like and that when i say that is habits when i say habits habits is something that is going to help you uh you know make time for yourself so that you can work on yourself or grow on yourself now supposingly in the morning do something which which again gets gets to me uh reminds me of when i was talking to somebody she just yesterday he said we were talking about self help books and self help podcasts and all of that and we were talking how um 
again yes there is trial and error in everything but it's very important to understand what works for you and what doesn't work for you and if you have lived for 20 years you know that your body is going to react if you suddenly start uh, do 30 minutes workout just because uh, hey i'm going to go back on track and then the next day is like oh my god my body hurts and is just going to die you know having patience and taking these small steps and knowing what is going to work for you is way smarter than you know diving into it just because you feel guilty of not doing it exactly like one of the habits very bad habit i and i've realized it is waking up and the first thing i do is i don't look outside my window or open my window it's my phone my window is my phone <laughs> i realize what time of the day is not by looking outside the window but through my phone um i realize i connect with the world through my phone i get into consciousness to through my phone so you know i started realizing how much it started affecting me first thing in the day opening my phone so now what i started doing is i wake up i do my thing and i read i take an hour don't touch my phone i have breakfast and i read that is the time when i read and before sleeping i read so i don't use my phone so yeah you have like these addiction there were times where i would just go to my phone like it's also difficult because they become your habits and they become involuntary over time but then um you just got to like um, you know be nice to yourself and say that okay let's try again it's okay let's try again and consciously tell yourself no don't do that because it's not doing any good to you or you keep the phone across the table and set an alarm or something and then like not even that cuz then you're like ha ek point ke baad main apna phone touch karungi yes <laughs> no like use something that you like to do like i like reading maybe you might like cooking so make your own breakfast spend time in that i yeah like read like now over time it's like you know even if my phone is somewhere else i am so engrossed in my book that i don't even feel like touching my phone till like afternoon ki ha okay until like okay you know there are days where i'm like oh shit work call first half of the day i'm after like everything is done one hour is that i understand everyone has work calls in the morning first thing in the morning you're starting your day and now that it's all remote it's fine finish off your work call find again yet another window where you know you're just sitting and probably playing with your pets yeah. or just you know like uh, like just doing something you know just get involved in something like just get a break from your phone like i start i started painting i finished my fellowship on sunday and this canvas has been sitting in the corner of my room since the last 2 3 months i painted it blue and i let it be i was like what do i do now i'm confused and all of that then i was like when i got done with my fellowship i was like my work is done now i am on a holiday for a while before i get to what next let me like completely empty my mind so that's when i just took colors and like started splashing stuff and using my hand and getting dirty and 
or not so i mean you just need to like find there's this thing called dopamine detox just do that cuz it will help you a lot so these are the little little things you can do to just help yourself i don't exercise cuz um, i'm a lazy ass <laughs> i mean you know you find apart from that make you exercise good and really you know like like a therapy session like you know painting is also therapy reading is also very meditative that way or uh, finding your own ways of like just enjoying i guess yeah, now just like pause yeah you so know? you mentioned reading if i had to ask you uh if you could recommend three books or maybe more uh to anyone to anyone what would they be my okay so um gift my like, log that something that you should have or like you know something like that. so um this book i read when i had just come back home from lockdown uh, like when the lockdown started and all of that and i was in a very like um, you know like a much more peaceful headspace compared to where i am now but when i did read that book i was like yes this book gave me a lot of answers so there's this writer called elif shafak who um, wrote, um like she is this turkish um, writer and she writes a lot about you know like turkish culture and women and a lot of women rights in turkey and a lot like her writing is beautiful i read two books of hers back to back so i would suggest two books of hers one is 40 rules of love and the other one is 10 minutes and 38 seconds in this strange world do one and i the link which is very interesting i'll send you, yeah. i'll send you the link so these are two books which i falls apart okay and i love how she's you know written them and it's beautiful and the way she writes it you feel very close to that character so it's really nice it's fiction it's beautiful on the other hand right now i'm reading this book called normal people and um so it talks a lot about you know two people you know like you know in a relationship which is pretty complex and it talks about like it's a simple relationship but also it's become how over time because of your suppressed emotion it becomes so complicated so like that is one book i then it's i actually started reflecting a lot about my own relationship cuz we're like you know we as humans are so scared of you know expressing a few things and i have been in that space too cuz i didn't want to get hurt and um, this book like you know made me reflect so much so these are the three books i would you know recommend to people cuz these are the three best reads i've read i have read more books but these are the three top three send me the link i would love to like read them definitely yeah yeah 40 rule uh, rules of love is so damn nice like it basically talks about um rumi shams of tabriz and how they they both their life lives were interjected and how like you know that friendship created an impact in each yeah. other's lives and the way it's written it's beautiful and it's also from so um it's from a lens of this woman 
who is married and has reached to like her forties and she's having a midlife crisis and she started working again after kids and going off to college and all of that. And she's reading this book. She and it's a book written by someone else, where um, the whole narration between um, Rumi and Shams of Tabriz is happening. And then there is um, her own story going on in parallel. And there are like post, like so many stories. And you're like, fuck, wow, this is so <laughs> nice. Like each very beautifully fleshed out. Then ten minutes thirty eight seconds is. Um, I find it. I found it a very creative way of writing, because um, so this is um, this is a neurological fact that when we die, our brain is conscious till ten minutes thirty eight seconds. So what this woman has done is this writer Elif. Um, what she's done is um, uh, she's taken each minute and each second. and um connected to the taste that she feels after so it's about this girl called leila who um is murdered and is dumped off in like turkey and she's dead she's in a dumpster and um like her consciousness is like recalling tastes and through those tastes she's recalling her whole life and you get to know this whole character that is dead and you get to know her whole life and about her friends and all of that it's very well written very well written you just sold the concept of the whole book you know you could have just you know, keep kept it that i've given you a summary i have not told you the crux of it but that's absolutely you would imagine the imagination that would have gone no, to just come up with this now i have a question for you Are you someone who loves to read or write? Both, but um, one or both. That's that's the question. Hey, yar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at writing. But I'll tell you something very interesting with writing that I've realized is that when I am in a city and I'm surrounded by noise, I can't write that effectively well. But whenever i've been in nature and like you know like i realized this especially like in my face when i was in ladakh i realized that the minute i get out and i go to like a mountain place or like a place which is beautiful suddenly there's like words and poetry going on in my head and like suddenly there are words coming out and i'm like i just take a pen and paper and i write 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 and i write a lot but then there are also days where I mean, like wh- while I was home, there were days where you know I was just um, like reflecting, and I felt like writing. So it's writing is very momentary, but it's crazy how I suddenly feel like writing when I'm closer to nature. And yeah, I kind of like that. And I guess, but yeah, connected. Even I have felt that, uh, and I have never written until unless it's just like you know when you said like just words just flowing through you. and that's when you like just write and not stop i think that's the best way to like express um and i think writing is not just uh, therapeutic it's it's so much more dude it's so much more than what's in your subconscious and it's something that wouldn't come in, in, onto your consciousness like when you're writing it's just like 
you're writing away and then when you read it now reread it what you've written and you're just like oh interesting you know that's that's the kind of uh, thing i've got you know um, another thing i um, so i asked myself like i said you know why do i keep like you know getting things to write about like all these words coming to my you know conscious mind when i'm closer to nature and my conclusion to that was that we ourselves are nature yeah but we are so like you know we have used our man made things like our houses our buildings our clothes and our materialistic things to create like a safety net from what nature we belong to the nature the minute we step out the minute we go to that is when you feel free and maybe that's why a lot of people have that allure towards mountains or beaches or just going closer to nature but Definitely again there are safe under the starry night sky than a roof you know like i've always felt because it's just so dreamy and like i don't know what bad could happen at this space but uh, yeah that's that's very true because i think there's a sense of insecurity with a lot of security mm. like we always juggle between and that's why i guess there is always a door and there is always a wall there is a wall of course but you cannot break through that but then there is always a door where you can just go and come in any given at any given time time yeah agreed yeah so this switch between security and insecurity of your own self and i feel we humans definitely are insecure creatures you know like if you think about it have you read the book sapiens no but i want to okay it's a read that you? will take you time at least i read it but i read it in parts and pieces cuz that book took me a lot of time yeah i read something time. some some books yeah like yeah cuz you know there were so many things that i would get interested in and then i would start researching so i would take like days and days to just like research read i would start reading so many different things from that so anyway um, in sapiens there is this part where is written that there were different species of like humans as well like neanderthals and all these people and we as humans we have driven all them up, uh, out and why would we do that it's all if you think about it it's all about insecurity now for example um, my first um, piece of um, you know um first piece of english literature was great expectations by charles dickens so the whole story of pip i have come to a conclusion that okay you know he wanted to become a man um, like the man he became just for estella and why was that because there was some sort of obsession but that obsession came out of insecurity so you know we humans are insecure people like you know somewhere if uh, for example the job i want you got it i'll be insecure for a while i'll have some resentment but then i'll like let it go but there is some some sense of insecurity and you have to like you know patiently tell yourself that it's okay to be insecure but also don't like let it until now where when you said there is a there is a written theory of 
sapiens where we had like other different kind of human creatures and we drove them out because of insecurity do you really think that insecurity plays such a huge role in like playing our own decisions be day to day like Definitely. how would you call insecurity would you call insecurity as a as a way to be better or be worse um i think it depends from person to person you know cuz no as a whole like i'm not talking about individually but as a whole as a as an element as an emotion do you think insecurity is good and again i would say that i mean see i have accepted it so i say it's good because i know how to deal with my insecurities though it sometimes slips out but then again you have to reflect back and all of that that whole job i have insecurity but like what is insecurity going to going how is it going to help I, me develop or be a better person in future is what i'm saying i'm not no, talking about realizing that you are insecure i'm talking about insecurity as a whole like as an emotion as an emotion i think it is like you know there are a certain emotions in us which are innate yeah like um, for example let's say happy sad angry i think insecurity is just another one of them and if you think about it go back to like way back into the future or sorry past and all of that when we were like still apes okay there was still like you know um like there was still a sense of community which probably came out of insecurity and then you know that whole like this is my territory and that is your territory insecurity so i feel like it's an innate thing within us and i think like you know um again i would come back to that if you realize that it is an innate thing in you then you will probably like you know pick if you want to use it to your benefit or not and it same applies with any other this thing like emotion i mean i am an angry person i have gone through anger issues i've had bad anger issues but then now i've used it in a more you know i've tried to manage it properly so it's same with any other emotion and same with insecurity but there are emotions that are innate within us they exist they can be good and bad it depends on you so it's how you take it and how you reflect upon it but that first step of reflection and acceptance has to happen that's it that's what if emotions were uh, taken as experience and not emotions like you're experiencing something but not make any sense out of it you know um one of the this reminds me um one of the crazy things i write sometimes like as i write sometimes no so i one day randomly wrote when was the first time ever since i was born when i felt sad what was that moment that made me sad for the first time and to be honest like since you're born probably you know like for example 
let's take social media as you scroll each and every post one makes you laugh one makes you think one makes you irritated one makes you disgusted so it's same as you walk out you step out you see a plant you feel beautiful and you're like oh wow divine but then you see an insect and you're like oh my god so i mean you know experience i mean as you walk your walk and talk your talk you are going to feel that and the emotions i feel are beautiful only because of that because that's what makes you human you know and that's what makes you i mean every living thing has emotions and um be it animals us even plants touch me not you touch it and it's closing away so it's like that you know everything has emotions it's just that you have to dwell in it and also observe like i was telling my mom like a few days back i was telling her i started realizing how my dogs are so human like they're so much like us you know like and i have nine of them so i keep seeing all nine like reacting with each other and i'm like they are so human you know it's crazy like they're so much like us their emotions are just like us and just that probably like the only difference is that they express by barking or the noise like the sound they create and we can speak it yeah but That's i think there is another level of connecting also that is again people call it whatever you call it but i would say in this context telepathically yep telepathy is also a whole different like if you want to delve into like the mind dude this notion room will go on for another hour guess <laughs> i have so much to like share with mansi i have seen monks sitting in between ice like ice it's minus 20 i've seen them take their uh, like cloth their bare body from the top they soak it in cold water ice water put it in their body and it's steam she listen to me i am not kidding you i'm going to tell you this right freaking now you said this it's called a particular practice okay it's called something like it is it's a key or something it's i think one of it's one of the mayana buddhism practices yeah one of the buddhist practices and that freaking video i saw yesterday or maybe today like yesterday or today who were talking about himalayan um, range mein there are monks who do the same exact practice that you just said right now and you know why i'm why i'm like so excited to tell you this because i'm just like you know everything is not an accident oh mansi this very deep uh, self express expressive talks and of course like i told you because this is going to go for long it's already 
been two hours. We're at it. We're still at it, and we have so much to talk about. Uh, so we'll do one thing. Like we probably like have another session uh, series too. Where again, probably like start off not from introduction, but like a little in depth uh, conversation. If you think you enjoyed this, uh, we can definitely have like more. Uh, what? Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. That's great. Yeah. Mamra with man. <laughs> Two good girls again talking and having freaking mamras. I'm down, dude. I'm down. I wish. Mamra dude, I think we should have some like sessions. I was also like talking to Anchal. I was like, dude, she's into like tarot reading and all of that, and I'm just like, dude, like you know. about energy healing and all of that i was like why don't you take like online sessions and all of that so i like told her what she does it for me i do what? tarot readings with her yeah yeah, yeah. i've But done tarot does... readings with her and you know like in that moment like tarot reading a lot of people think oh i'm getting to know about your future my future and all but actually you know it kind of kind of helps me like Cause I share with her, and the thing is, I think it's also good and effective because I'm open to her. We're pretty good friends, so I can talk to her openly. So I've spoken to her uh, of these things, and I've told her that this is where I'm stuck at, and I don't know how to get out of it. And through the cards, she like helps me get into my conscious, uh, conscious and subconscious mind in some way or the other that. makes me realize what is stopping me and like it gives you a different perspective altogether which like you know you are like i am a very stubborn creature i am a very stubborn creature so if i think okay this is a is a then this kind of helps me to think no maybe a can also lead to b so it helps it definitely helps but like you know somewhere you don't need to be like that critical about things like you know like you have to let things flow through you the same way i mean i started practicing buddhism i'm not so strong into my practice but i've gotten into it i'm still reading but it's not a very regular practice but i think you know it sort of helped me with so much acceptance in this time that um like even though this pandemic has been hard it still has given me the strength to keep going because i was actually very like critical about religion and all of that i had actually like told my mother that you know i'm born as a hindu but i don't feel like a hindu i don't believe in it i don't agree with it completely and somewhere i was scared of every religion i did sadguru and i was like dude this man is constantly telling me this then you'll be a better person if you stop eating this then you'll be a better person but i don't need to like someone telling me that do this and you'll get you'll be a better person do gai ki pradakshina and you'll be a better person i don't need to hear that but you know the reason why this practice this nichiren buddhism stuck with me was simply because it said you are you however whatever chemicals that you are made of your anger happiness emotions and the things that we spoke about you are made up of that accept it 
now if there are some things that you don't like about yourself they are a part of you you can't run away from that but how will you deal with it how do you find the root of it how do you want to now take it forward like for example my anger problem is bad but then i was like you know how can i use it in a way that it benefits me and it made me accept a lot of things about myself so yeah you know it like it's it, like things have and buddhism the kind of the buddhism that i'm following also says that whatever happened there's a reason why everything is happening this conversation that you and i are having is also for a reason it's serving a some kind of purpose for example right now like we're just having a conversation but someone who's watching it it's like you know triggering so many thoughts for them probably it will shift some little part of their existence in their mind agree so everything happens for a reason and it is true the pandemic happened for a reason yeah. we're all home I for a reason I, the best way i can put it is it's nature's way of giving it back oh definitely definitely इमेजिन If Earth was a human and we are ants constantly like climbing up, how would you feel that ant is constantly biting you, drilling holes in you, create making things on you? How would you feel? So this is, you know, Earth's way of saying fuck off. See, we need to find a harmony, man. We don't have to say human versus nature. We don't. We have yeah. to. We have to stop saying that. human beings versus nature no it's not human being versus nature it's just the whole planet or the whole cosmos or the whole system and we are all interconnected all whether we like it or not yeah, interconnected that yeah. we are all one mm. we are all one. deva ladder on on being one soon <laughs> because i have written down meditation buddhism anger issues being universe like uh universe like in general like talk about that as well probably like have and of course like that you know something but like i told anchal about it man take some sessions and we can have like live meditation thing or uh, another conversation on energy healing um or have this eco printing of classes workshop thing on notion so i was just i do called uh, dev yoga <laughs> it's my version of my yoga that helps me be confident when i'm like you know when i'm like really agitated or like restless or like i have something important coming in and i want to feel confident i do dev yoga that's my version of yoga deva hai re tu deva hai log bhool jate hai dev ka but i have actually done it with a few friends and they were like dude this is great this is also so much fun so we yeah. can do it we can do yeah i have never done it out in the public but i would love to do it 
yeah so let's take like live session or something decide on a date or something yep yep Sounds even i would good. like love to like have that and like just practice it and see what it's like yeah, like have that peaceful session for like whatever time an hour or something yep sounds like a plan yeah we can talk yeah do let's do it i'm serious huh? whatever you want to do but like just huh? peaceful like for an hour whatever you want to do be devi yoga ya jo bhi hai dekh mere ko bata agar tere ko karna hai to i'm more than welcome more than welcome yeah. to it can't me and i mean you want to do it let's do it let's do it i'm telling you let's do it so you can pick up a data anything and then decide on how whatever what whatever you want to do let me know आराम से अभी अभी मत दे जवाब आराम से सोच के दे कोई गड़बड़ नहीं है भाई मैं अभी ब्रेक पे छुट्टी मना रही हूँ और अभी मैं एक हफ्ते के लिए आई एम गोइंग बी अ स्लॉट दैट्स ओके बी अ स्लॉट स्लॉट से बी स्लॉट यू आल्सो बी अ स्लॉट ओके यस चलो आई एम गोइंग टू रैप यस इट्स अ स्टेट रैप इट but uh, this is great dude like so many things were discussed uh yeah. were pretty insightful yeah this is the fun part deva like i i was told sam like sam we've been places he's like yeah we've been places and it's just like you now how this conversation starts and then like goes and like it just it gets so much so much interesting as we go like usually like you and i we haven't really met after college we i think last met in delhi and after that we really haven't so i mean whenever we are catching up we catch up in a more personal space but like when we talk about these things you know it's not possible when you're like catching up after so long so this kind of helps so it's kind of also nice to have those have a space like that and trust me when i was doing my hope project i had so many things that i realized and learned like i also spoke to people who have been my friends and i have spoken to them on phone here and there but i haven't really discussed these things so you know to have like an agenda sort of but even if it's a free flowing conversation but sort of you know going in that one direction of think critical thinking about things it kind of brings out a lot of things and i think we all should do it like i'm also considering continuing hope project again so if you want to come on board लाइक Really appreciate it, and I hope we can do so much more with this. Definitely, and thank you for like inviting me for this, and I look forward to doing much more with you. Yeah, dude, let's do it. I'm serious, ah. Huh? Like we can get all creative with whatever you have learned, especially when you talked about Buddhism. I think like there's so much more to like learn because I'm पढ़ते एक हैं और कोई अगर you know experience है बोलता है तो it probably makes the process more easier and a little more you know crisper 
chanting and like praying is a different thing but applying that knowledge is also a different thing that's the most important thing knowledge when applied only turns into wisdom exactly that's true exactly <laughs> chalo let's wrap this yeah let's do let's let's wrap <laughs> bye dude see you soon keep in touch Deva, Deva Yoga really got me, dude. Dev Yoga, not even Deva Yoga. Are you doing this ASMR? Are you doing this ASMR? When you do What's this, ah, uh, next, next uh, topic. Me, I'm discuss करेंगे. ये तो लिख लेती हूँ मैं तेरे को. It's working on uh, ASMR is basically this this thing that people do, where it's just relaxing. and could be using your senses or like these slime videos that you see it's kind of like satisfactory ha ye painting waise hi ho raha hai na friends <laughs> like when you're doing it you're recording it in silence and like you can hear the brush stroke it's an art it's an art you don't see this people are doing it so friends are you doing this asmr thing Check it out. Check it out. Right, ASMR in YouTube and tell me how how it is. What it is? ASMR food. ASMR makeup. ASMR sleep. ASMR ASMR Reiki. I know what not. Just explore ASMR on YouTube. Okay, done. I shall. I shall miss. Take care. Love. Leave. Bye bye.